The Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency was established in 1949, then known as the Game and Fish Commission. For over 65 years, we've been on mission to preserve, conserve, manage, protect, and enhance the fish and wildlife of Tennessee. With support of hunters and anglers, we've come a long way since 1949, and now your TWRA is working even harder to enhance your outdoor experiences. A great way to keep up with what's going on is to visit our website at tnwildlife.org or follow us on Facebook at Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, on Twitter at tnwildlife, on Instagram at TN Wildlife Resources Agency. An even better way is to stay right here for an episode of Tennessee Wildcast. Join Jason and Doug as they discuss everything outdoors, from the Mississippi River to the Great Smoky Mountains. So now it's time for Tennessee Wildcast, live from Studio B at the TWRA headquarters in Nashville. Here are your hosts, Doug and Jason. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. And uh, and my host is a little different today. We got Miss Mimi Barnes with us Hi, everyone. as our co-host, and Mr. Brian Letner. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, we're in a little different setting today. As you can see, we are outside which is better than being in the studio sometimes Much better it is hot today but we're going to make it through this show and, and have a good time while we're here and it's a it's a pretty special show we're on location at toys this year and if you don't know what that is it's tennessee outdoor youth summit so uh, and uh, mimi and, and brian are going to be teaching some classes uh, at the at the summit this year and uh, it's at a new location at the cloud york 4-h, 4-H camp, camp in uh, crossville tennessee so um it's a pretty cool deal. It's been going on for about eight years now, and and uh, all the kids love uh, to sign up and come and participate in the summer and and learn a lot about the agency, learn a lot about uh, what uh, or how to get involved in the outdoors, how to participate, maybe how to become a wildlife officer or a biologist or uh, working in the field of wildlife in the future too. So it is a great thing. It's fun to see kids outdoors and um, not on their phones. And they're most of them are here as volunteers. Not not they're vo- they're voluntarily here. Right. Um, and we appreciate that. We appreciate spending the time with them. Yeah. So um, we're going to be hearing from Lacey Lane here in a little while, or later in the show, and she's going to tell us about the program and and what all is involved. But um, you guys are going to be teaching some classes. And uh, I want to first talk with Mimi about the class you're going to be uh, teaching, and it's uh, all about uh, tracking. Tracking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it should be a pretty interesting class. So, what what all is involved with the the stuff you're going to be talking about? Well, teaching? I've been I've been tracking for years. As a little girl, the first track I ever saw was a beautiful raccoon track right in the middle of a sugar maple leaf, and I was hooked from that point on. I was probably seven or eight. And, um, and I'm thrilled to come and share just basic tracking um, with the kids and signs. You know, um, our law enforcement officers often get called out about deer depredation. And if, uh, if we get out there and we see 45-degree angle cuts on every stem in a garden, we know that that's not deer. They don't have any top front teeth. They're not leaving those nice, crisp angles. So we, kids will learn some things along that line. They'll learn the common animals of Tennessee, how many toes they have, 
you know, many animals, their front foot looks different from their back foot. And that's mm -hmm. for a reason. We'll talk about those things. Um, one of the things that I really look forward uh, to, to teaching them is how to tell the difference between a cat and a dog track and what a mountain lion track looks like. So we're, as an agency, often um, contacted with people that find tracks in their yards. Right. And they think, oh my goodness, I have a mountain lion. We say, send in that photograph. And what we find is it's a track of a large dog. And there's a really, a couple really easy ways to tell the difference. Let me pull up that slide that, since you're talking about that. Um and the folks at home can see this, the difference between a, a big cat, a cougar, or a domestic dog or a coyote. Yes, I always say domestic dogs have really sloppy feet. Um, we tend to see their, their claws, whereas the middle two claws of a coyote shows, but it's a nice egg-shaped track versus that of a mountain lion, which is, you know, it's not going to be as big as most people think, firstly, but any cat track has that dip in the heel pad. And um, there's no uh, dog in their right mind that would have a cat <laughs> dip in their heel pad. And that's so, at the top, right there at the top yes, of the heel pad. Yes, the top of the heel pad, and then those three real distinct um, lobes at the heel base. Mm -hmm. And those are things we look for along with um, whether or not uh, claws are present. Uh, that's so, what I was going to say. I don't see claws on the cat, cat <laughs> yeah. paw there. So I actually brought along plaster casts and the kids... Uh, uh, casts that were taken by the agency and the kids can kind of sort through those and um and and say cat or dog and i, I really look forward to that because there are future educators they're mm -hmm. going to go back they're going to share that with their family they're going to share it with their neighbors very fun for me and let's show this other slide real quick and it's kind of a all-encompassing shows Maybe the kids will learn about all these or most of these this week. Yeah, you know, it's important. Um, you know, I want them to know their state mammals, the raccoon, and I want them to know what that track looks like. They can, and anybody can just spread cooking flour on their driveway. Put a little dollop of peanut butter or uh, bird food right in the center of that, and you'll be shocked at what travels by your house at night. Most people don't know that. So I, wanna, I want to let them know that um, animals, all those myths out there about animals not walking where we walk, um, um, that, that they're simply that myths that the truth is an animal is going to take the path of least resistance mm -hmm. and they are all around us all the time just because we don't see them doesn't mean they're not there right. for me it just opens up this mysterious world of animals and their behavior um, and their interaction with us that we're very unaware of now you've got some examples with you right here in front of us uh, show us what you got. Yeah, so black bear aren't statewide. This camera right over here. Black bear aren't statewide. There's an airplane flying over yeah. us if you hear that. But, that's um, all right. Hold them up a little bit higher. But it, There you go. For someone that's unfamiliar with how big a black bear foot actually is and how... It's about as big as your head in that camera. <laughs> <laughs> and how, um, how big that foot actually is and how a bear walks. They, their back feet, they walk very similarly to uh -huh. a human. And um, their claws are present. But I love the kids being able to actually see what the bottom of a bear foot looks like we actually did pull in some live feet or some real feet so this is awesome. just a, a turkey foot mm -hmm. um off a turkey that was harvested this past year it's a nice spur on that thing it, it really is it's a good bird. and they get to see the texture of the bottom of that bird's foot and uh and recognize what that does for that animal in nature and what the you know we often see turkey scratch sign out there and they'll actually see the nails that the turkeys are making those signs with mm -hmm. and then i brought along a bunch of different skulls a bunch of different furs i want them to recognize uh the different kinds of teeth that animals have mm -hmm. and how they're utilized um and even with uh, hair and the color that's on an animal's fur uh, it's in a different sequence depending on the types of animals it is, uh, that we're dealing with. 
many times when a homeowner calls in and they, they want to know what's around their home and they found fur, we can tell them, oh, this is your dog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or we can say, hey, you have a bobcat that walked through. Right. Um, you know, those, those types of things are a lot of fun for, for me and, and hopefully fun for the kids to learn about. One more slide that you, you had given me to show to the folks at home. Uh, this one here shows the gender. It says here in, in male yeah. and female and, and maybe which way they're going. Is that what, what we're yeah, seeing here? Yeah, it is so fun if you know the direction that an animal's traveling in. And anything like a white-tailed deer, elk um, in the state of Tennessee, uh, coyote, red fox, gray fox, they do something that's called direct register where their back foot falls into their front foot when they're take, when they're just walking along a trail. Okay. And if you can determine, I like three to five feet, uh, um, actual footprints, you can determine left or right side of the animal. You can actually determine the gender and, uh, in wild animals. This doesn't work for domestic dogs. It can work to some extent for domestic cats, but uh, it's more so for wild animals. The chest of males is slightly wider, and when that back foot falls into the front foot, the front foot's going to lay slightly to the outside for a male and slightly to the inside for a female. Okay. You have to have pretty pristine tracking conditions or nice mud or sand in order to see it, but it's empowering to be able to look at a track, uh, line of tracks and know if it's a male or female, and the kids will walk away with that knowledge. And Very you're gonna, fun. You're going to try to uh, set up some scenarios where they can they can uh, see some real tracks and live tracks. Maybe we'll uh, lure some animals in. And yeah, we'll set up some bait stations. And there then, goes the canoes behind us. And we'll also um, we'll also see um, um, they'll learn their stride and straddle, and that can really help if it, they're in a search and rescue situation. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun to see stuff moving in and out. The entire week is just a buzz with stuff moving in and out yeah. for all the different classes that kids are offered. I had a list, but not in front of me. But I mean, canoeing and, and shooting and hunting and wild, biology and fisheries and it's just a little bit of everything happening uh, this week. And uh, it's great to be here and 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 do it with the kids and, and let people know opportunities that they've got or that you know, students have got to learn about what we do and maybe pursue a career this you know in the future yeah when i walked in this morning i couldn't help but when the kids were coming into breakfast and saying good morning i couldn't help but look at them and wonder if they were future biologists or uh wildlife officers coming to work for us um yeah. someday we'll be long and re you know retired but <laughs> well brian let's let you talk a little bit what's going on in the fisheries world i know uh, you're, you're gonna be teaching some kids about different things in fisheries techniques uh from fishing to maybe even biology side of things. So what's going on there? Yeah, the, today's going to be my first opportunity to get to teach, and uh, we're real excited about that, uh, myself and Brandon Raglan with our Region 3 Reservoir Fisheries team. We're going to come in and uh, just kind of give an introductory class on uh, the reservoir aspect of fisheries. Kind of, We're kind of going to go into just basic uh, agency structure and let them know that there, other, that there are other avenues other than the wildlife officer uh, when they're looking at potential careers with us that, you know, there are many facets with the agency and, uh, you know, we've got a wide scope of responsibilities and duties and it's going to be a great opportunity to get in and, and come in and, and teach these young minds. I, uh, I, I helped unload some really big, heavy uh, nets too. Yes, yes. We've, <laughs> yesterday our streams crew got to come in and teach the kids the fun stuff. They got to go out and electrofish. So today uh, Brandon and I are going to be able to teach them some of the more mundane, mundane things such as setting nets but uh, we've actually got the nets that we use in our field work 
and uh, we're going to give the kids, I guess, an opportunity to uh, actually learn how to set those. And uh, we've got three different kinds of nets, and they all three serve for a different purpose, and they're going to learn those today. You know, what nets we use, what type, you know, environment we use them in, what what time of year, uh, things like that. Um, so I don't know if we officially introduced your title. What's, what's your role in the, in the agency? Uh, I'm a fisheries manager slash biologist. It just kind of goes with whoever you're talking to. Sometimes one one makes more sense than the other, but uh, our duties and responsibilities are, are to uh, maintain, enhance, uh, you know, to keep up the uh, the reservoir end of the fisheries program. And how long you been with the agency? Now? I've been with the agency 15 years. I was an officer for 10 of those years and uh, moved over and uh, loving life in fisheries. Yeah. <laughs> See, I mean, there's always, there's all kinds of different opportunities. And Mimi came to us from Ohio. She originally worked out there, and now she's our information and education coordinator for, for uh, Region, Region 3. three. And, yeah, I uh, love it. And she's got a lot of experience and a lot of... Uh, uh, excitement for the agency and I, I, enjoy I do that. you know it's so um, I, I look at these kids and I, I remember myself at that age I always tell people you know my love of wildlife it's written on my bones it's deep in me and uh, I think gosh I wish this had been offered when I was a child you oh, know yeah. how much I would have relished the idea of of learning and uh, you know I would have looked at you all like rock stars and I still do <laughs> <laughs> hey you are a rock star you're on Tennessee Wildcats <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know you mentioned uh, there's always there's different avenues a way to work for the agency and, and i had a question on instagram the other day you know i'd love to work for you guys or i guess it was just a comment but i was like well you know he said i only have a business degree and i was like well there's other opportunities you know just contact us looking to see what's open and you might have an opportunity to find a way in but uh there's always other other opportunities to, other than just a biologist or a, you know technicians are out there and, and so it's a it's a great place to work. Yeah, when uh, when the kids come in, I think that's one of the really unique things about it. You know, as a child, uh, growing up in the kind of grew up way out in the sticks, and and growing up in the country, I didn't know anything any occupation that dealt with animals other than a veterinarian. And as a child, I just wanted to be a vet. I just wanted to be close to animals, and and that was the route. And um, and this, uh, as I grew and as uh, as I grew and turned into a young adult, I realized there were other occupations out there. But this really introduces, you know, nearly a hundred youth to the countless ways in which we're involved with wildlife as the agency um, that I think sometimes the general public isn't aware of. Right. Um, it's fun, you know. I say I've been down in caves with bats. I've been out on the water with krill clerk and biologist. Um, you know, out in the woods, dragging deer in for hunters, looking at age structure in a deer's mouth. I mean, I really feel like I have the best seat in the house. That's Love awesome. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, what do you say we uh, cut away and go see some of the action? I know there's awesome. a lot of stuff going on out there and, and let you folks at home see what's happening at Toys this year. Sounds good. All right. All right let's do it. But nice and tight. You got to lift up your arms and see, that's not going to go anywhere. That could probably be a little bit tighter, but that's how you want it. Okay, yeah, you're good. And break off into twos like you probably already have. We'll get you out on the canoes and we'll do some drills.
You see how clear my hand is? That's how clear that needs to be. Okay, this needs to be blurry, and your target needs to be blurry. Focus only on that tip of that front side, okay? That's what you need to focus on. Take a shot to the right up. Take our powder measure. Yeah. I, I see people doing Set that. Set on all the time. 50 grains. People are going to put the patch over the door, and we're going to center it. And then you take the ball and you put it in the pack. Here, start down here and just kind of work your way down. There you go. Oh, yeah. Wasn't bad, was it? Now it makes a lot of noise, a lot of smoke. Totally. Yeah, hit. We talked about Tennessee, how, how diverse this place is. You were you were an hour away from going and looking at it. Teach them all to do the same thing. They're going to do a, a wildlife detection yeah. in the field, in the woods, inside of a barn or a building, and vehicle searches. Deer season, the gun season, muzzleloader in the gun. Okay. Yeah, we're. 500 square inches of blade on. have to be patient with them and don't overcall to them. If he's going to come, he's going to keep coming. He's going to keep inching his way in. You might give him a little bit of a, a, a call every once in a while. Okay, folks, man, that was some great stuff going on out there. I seen the kids were having a great time, and and uh, it's just uh, amazing what all we have to offer here at Toys. And uh, and uh, we just uh, had Lacey Lane come in and, and sit in with us, and uh, she's going to talk to us about a little bit behind how Toys got started, a little bit uh, behind the scenes on Toys, and she's kind of leading the leading the pack this year and making sure everything falls into place and doing a great job at it and uh, so uh lacy thanks for being with us yeah thanks for having me um can you tell us a little bit about toys how did it get started and, absolutely and um officer jeremy odom uh actually started toys a couple years ago well long time ago actually about now. eight years now I guess. yeah i mean time flies i guess when you're having fun but he started it in clarksville and uh it's been in clarksville every year and this is our first year to have it outside of clarksville and uh, we moved it up here to uh, 
The, the radio, they're calling for you. I know, they're already calling for me. It's lunchtime. Yeah. Uh, we moved it up here to Crossville to try out something new and actually give the kids a more of an outdoor feel. And Region 3 and Region 4 guys from the agency has just really stepped to the plate this year. And this camp has just been amazing. You know, we, we came in on a Sunday night and the kids got here. Check-in actually started at 3. Mm-hmm. And by 11 o'clock, I had a line for them. They were ready to get to camp. So awesome. this year is just something different. And the kids are in bunk houses, and we're, we get to have s'mores and build bonfires outside. And so it's a lot different than being in the motel. And we've had, you know, a couple kids say, you know, what happened to the motel? You know, we loved being there and having our own room. And I said, guys, you come to the Tennessee Outdoor Youth Summit. I right. said, why not get, get out and get to, you know, get to be outside and get to experience a youth camp that's outdoors. I said, a lot of states don't offer something, you know, like Tennessee does. And the agency has just really stepped up, and it's a great camp so far. And this is just day two, but the kids are having a blast. So you mentioned, you know, kids staying in the hotel. It was in Clarksville. Uh, they had to stay off-site. But here, you know, they've got the bunk houses. They can it's sleep great. in a little bit longer. we got a mess hall, which is absolutely so much fun, you know, because. I, well, I say it's fun, but the kids have to clean up after themselves. They have to make their beds. And, <laughs> you know, it gives them a little bit of responsibility. And it's just a regular summer camp. When you think of summer camp, this is it. Yeah. yeah. Do you show them how to tuck the sheets, make sure they get that fold just right? <laughs> well, you know, they have guy counselors in there. So okay. the guys, they're kind of lenient on that because they can't do it themselves. So, <laughs> But the ladies' beds are nice and The and girls' tucked, right? bunk room is a lot cleaner and <laughs> it smells a lot better. So, so you all start planning this. Um, I know we had a meeting it was still cold out yes i mean um, it's a it's a year-round thing jeremy worked on it from the time to- toys started to um, the time toys was over and i mean it was just continuous all through the year and i've just pretty much just kept doing that for the foundation on their side because i mean i actually run the pistol and rifle program for the state and so i just help out with toys and um you know officer odom done everything for toys so i just kind of stepped up for the foundation and just kind of done what I was supposed to do I guess what um what time of year do the kids um should should people watch if their kids are excited about learning and, and having this experience what time of year should they start you know watching we, for application? we normally start around March and April of sending stuff out and putting stuff online and then you know we start we start taking applications two months prior to toys so we have time to make their schedules and let them pick their classes and everything and we do it a lot different than what they used to do they used to do an online system but we we take into account we let them rank their own classes this year and um, we actually pick the classes that we think is best suitable for the kids so if they hadn't had a certification we make sure we get them in that certification class first because that's our top priority you know we want them to have their boater safety we want them to have their hunter safety that's great and that's the main focus of our camp it's just to get them, you know, to where they will be able to hunt in the future and be able to boat in the future, regardless of where they're from or their background. So we really want these kids to have opportunity later down the road if they want to drive a boat. Hey, you've got you've got your license. Go for it. Yeah, that's awesome. And and they actually are going out on boats. I know today they were going out um, on prescribed burns. They did a control burn today that's at Bridgestone, amazing. so it was really awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's things that most people don't know we're involved with, but um, as a child. I think stepping into uh, the agency and the many roles that they play, it just uh, reveals so much about us. I love it. Right. And, you know, I grew up in the shooting sports, which the agency had the background in. They started, you know, 
grew up through that sport, you know, went to college, got a wildlife fisheries degree, and it's just awesome to be here with people that I grew up with and be able to work with them and just continue teaching kids about the outdoors. It's just awesome to be able to grow up through it and just see it all the way through. Yeah, we really appreciate everything you're doing, and not just for the kids, but for the agency and um, this whole week just reflects the hard work that you all put into it. We really appreciate it. I know the foundation, we only we have a small staff, but with the agency's help, we've really just had an awesome camp so far. Mm-hmm. We love it. So <laughs> we're in Region 3, and we mentioned that, but have you seen a lot of folks coming from Region 4, kids from, from across the state? Is it we better have, that it's in more in Middle Tennessee? We have kids from Memphis. We have kids okay. from Br- Bristol. We have kids from all over the state, so Great. location's not an issue. Um, most of the kids you know are from Middle Tennessee just because they're familiar with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you we have the best group this year from all over the state, the wow. more diverse group, more, you know, just hands-on, want to do stuff that's never done stuff before. It's it's a, it's a big deal. And you may have mentioned this, but what's the age range? Um, if eighth grade going into um, – high school and then high school seniors that just graduated are here so it's their last year to participate and we have a couple kids that's been here since their eighth grade year that this is their last year to attend toys they've been here ever since eighth grade so it's really awesome to watch them grow up and and let's highlight some of the classes i know we've talked about you know the tracks and and tracking classes and the fisheries classes but we've seen canoes go behind us earlier canoes kayaks stand up paddle boarding they have the long range rifle they're going to get to shoot up to like a thousand yards or something like that it's really neat it's pretty cool we've got more opportunity here because we have more on site than we've ever had so we've got new class we got scuba diving did I mean, you see neat. you see the returning kids get excited about those new classes, hopefully? And, you know, those classes that we added was their idea from last year. So oh, I wow. take a, an evaluation at the end of the year. Hey, guys, what did what classes did you like, what, what you didn't like, and then classes that you would like to see in the future. And I take that into perspective, and then this year I added what they what they wanted to do. So Awesome. Yeah, awesome. very cool. Well, once again, if somebody wants to sign up, say next year, what would they what would they need to do? Um, they can get on the twrf.net website, or they can go to the twra website, which is tn.gov/wildlife or twra. Yeah, tnwildlife.org is the best way to get to our website. Yes, yeah. and they can go to the toys information, and uh, and if they want to call the foundation, my name's Lacey again, and then you can just dial my extension. I'll be glad Perfect. to talk with you. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being with us, and Absolutely. Uh, thanks, thanks for, for all coming. the hard work. We've doing? still got a long way to go this week. <laughs> you got this. You got it. Hey, there's, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. As long as the kids uh, behave and everybody stays in good standing, we'll have a good time. Right? That's right. <laughs> I see you've been laying down the law, haven't you? I have to be stern with them. <laughs> I might be little, but I can control them. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, thanks, Lacey, and, and thanks, Mimi, for being on. Thanks, Brian, for being on our first segment. And, uh, and uh, it's uh, been great to be out of the studio we missed doug today but mimi did a great job stepping in and, and helping out and, and always uh, fun to be here just keep watching we're on uh, uh we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on twitter uh you can watch this show on youtube uh come to our website uh we're everywhere and we're out there all the time so just trying to get the information out and uh, keep the tennessee outdoor sportsman wildlife watcher and all the above informed so that's what, what we're trying to do but Keep coming back, and and thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. All right. See y'all.